Robert also liking core uh, water as well. Vlad does look a little different in the daytime now that the sun is shining bright in his face from that nice light from his apartment, that nice natural light, or your condo, I guess, not apartment. Yeah. Sorry to insult you, like you're one of us poors. <laughs> how, dare, how dare you call my place an apartment? I'll kill you. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a condo. All right, well, welcome nice back, condo. Mr. Vlad, the wrestling expert. We're back on the show. We're shooting on a Saturday in the afternoon for once. Unusual for us. We usually shoot either Thursday nights or Friday nights. But Robert's here, too. Say hello, Robert. What's up? What up? What up? All right. What's up? We're here to talk about wrestling, pro wrestling. We're the Malapert Smart Podcast. We're here to make fun of garbage wrestling or... Praise it if it's not garbage. Hopefully. We prefer not to dump on garbage <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> but if that's all that's pre presented to us, then what can we do? The only thing we could do is, is crap on it. But uh, this week wasn't so bad. I don't think I'm going to crap on much wrestling. Well, we're not doing reviews this week because there was just too many shows. So we're just going to jump around different topics. But uh, if you're ready, let's just jump right into it. We got Edge. Let's start with Edge, right? Edge is the first guy, I think, should top the list of the stuff we should talk about from the past week, by the way, which starts on uh, after Dynamite from September 27th. If you guys want to hear us cover Dynamite from September 27th, you can go back to episode 28 of our podcast, and we got a full, full detailed review of that show but today we're just gonna cover post dynamite september 27th and to me that starts with edge come into AEW. you can believe that it was hard for me to believe but i did see it with my own eyes i got some clips but let's uh let's start with the whole story we'll start with uh the match that that stemmed from was the tnt title main event at wrestle dream it was darby allen versus Christian uh, for the TNT title. Christian, the incoming TNT champion. So let's go through some of these highlights before we get to the Edge entrance and see what we thought of this match. Uh, let's see what I clipped. Clip some highlights for this. Let's see what we got. We got, uh, oh, this was the big spot that Vlad said was, was nasty, right? He just dumped him on, Christian dumped Darby on the steps. Very unsafe looking, right? I see, I see these comments on Instagram a lot. Everyone's on Darby's Instagram. Like, please, why are you killing yourself? Please don't kill yourself. You know, it's okay. You don't have to kill yourself. <laughs> but okay. Uh, so Christian did tear apart the ring, which I think some wrestling pundits didn't really like it. But after that uh, ring step uh, spot, they brought the, the gurney out to take, take Darby away. Darby away. And Christian, and Christian did a frog splash onto Darby Allen, <laughs> which I guess people don't really care about what the doctors are doing these days on AEW. So there's another spot right there where Darby got powerbombed onto the just wooden floor, I guess. No padding whatsoever. So taking some extra dead. This was a pretty, pretty vicious, hardcore fight. Uh, referee got speared. Christian speared the referee. And this was where the fun started because I think uh, Nick Wayne came out to take Christian's TNT title away when he was about to use it. 
Dar- uh, Nick Wayne's mom was there, by the way, who's been chatting it up with Christian on Instagram. But this spot was interesting because this was the spot I think that everybody was awaiting for Darby to finally nail Christian for everything that he said about his mom and his, fa- and his father who's passed, you know, passed on since. But that wasn't what happened. We got our first swerve. I don't know if, it, if you'd call it in a while, but the first swerve since uh, AR Fox, I think, for sure. Right? And Nick Wayne is now aligned with Christian. And this led to the end of the match. That was a pinfall three count. And Christian retains. And Sting, oh well, Nick Wayne is, is new is Christian's new son. So this is this is nice. I think he could use a strong, you know, father figure at this point. But this was where the afterbirth kicked in after the match. They were gonna beat down Darby and for you know everything that he's deserved for how he's treated Nick Wayne in the past few weeks. Obviously, this he had this coming. And Sting came out. Sting is pissed off, and he tried to you know take everyone out. But in the end, they got him too with Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus comes in, and they got Sting down. And they're gonna give him the concert. Concerto, as it's called, and that's when the lights in the stadium go down. And I think at that point it could have only been one person. So the the video package hits right when you know someone's in need of getting saved from mortal death. You know, from a, a beatdown where they were gonna smash Sting's head in. They, they have time to play a video, pretty long video of Edge driving to stadium and he's got a nice cool classic car i guess he's got to show that off and shows up and it's the rated r superstar adam copeland wow adam copeland is here in aw can you believe it plenty of time to celebrate and all this and uh comes in there i thought this moment was cool though as a christian fan as an edge and christian fan you know they, we got one crazy solid dramatic moment here where we didn't really i guess people knew what was going to happen but for a moment christian was like what are you doing here are you with us or not and uh edge swerved him took the steel chair and ended up nailing nick wayne instead nailing nick wayne and spearing luchasaurus and christian left the stadium but any thoughts i guess on edge debuting before we talk about him on dynamite Big coup, huh? I guess this is the star that's going to replace CM Punk. Basically, they got a, a big, big name and from wrestling history, a Hall of Famer, a star. How about Vlad? We'll start with Vlad. You go first. What do you think of Edge and AEW? Yeah. I mean, there were elements of this that was pretty, pretty good, uh, the whole thing. I mean, I don't like when they're debuting somebody and they have the whole – lights turned off and it takes 10 minutes to go to the ring when there's already something going in the ring already like there's something happening so it's like it reminded me of that Kenny Omega segment where he was getting choked out and he started yeah, look at the Titan Tron look at the Titan Tron which was the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen you know but anyways I mean obviously this is a, it is a, it is a good get for AEW in a sense but you know I I think you know, I, I'm a little torn because I've always liked Edge. I think he has a creative mind for the for the business, for wrestling. He always comes up with good stuff. Obviously, him and Christian together is gold. But 
you know, I, I do think he's a little bit, you know, not uh, say that he's past his prime, but he's a little bit starting to look a little bit broken down to me. So I think that's why I was hoping that he get like one great maybe feud with Ed, I mean, excuse me, with Christian, and then maybe retire. But then he started talking about it, he's going to feud with all these guys that I don't want to really see him feud with, you know, that I don't really care about. I care about him and Christian, you know, but I really don't really think I care to see him versus Omega or all the other guys that he listed during the press conferences because I don't think that would be appealing to me personally, but I do care what happens with him and Christian, and I do care about this current feud, and it, it is going to be interesting what happens going forward. By the way, Darby must be the worst friend in the world because everybody keeps turning on this guy. He must be like just some something is in the air with Darby, man. He just everybody hates this guy. Everybody keeps turning on him. I don't know. He must have done some bad stuff to these people because, <laughs> he, as I said to Kahan, he is the worst friend in the world probably because well, every, every uh, one of his close friends turns on him. I've heard the saying: If you're everybody's friend, you're nobody's friend. You can't pick everybody's side, and Nick Wayne wanted him to pick his side in the whole AR Fox thing, and he didn't. So, you know, Darby or Nick Wayne didn't want to go along with forgiving Nick Wayne. I think that was understandable. To me, I saw it coming. I, I saw the swerve coming a mile away. But let me get some thoughts from Robert. We're nine minutes into the show. I haven't heard from him right. yet. All Let's right. hear about your thoughts about Edge. Are you excited about everything, about a, a big, long contract? And supposedly he's going to be there every week on Dynamite. So... Um, okay, well, I, I am, I mean, I, I, you know, it wasn't as exciting as, you know, CM Punk's debut, but, um, I would say this is, um, this is, sh uh, short term, a good thing, but not like good in the long term. Obviously he, this is going to be his, uh, final run. He's just, you know, he's past his peak already. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much how I feel about it. It's just going to be good for the short term and, um, I I disagree with uh, that. I, I I do actually want to see him, you know, have his feuds with. Well, I don't think he, he can have a feud with all of the names that he listed at, but at least some of them. Um, I don't think his run will last long enough to, you know, feud with all of them. But uh, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, what does that mean? Now. You think he's going to get hurt or something, or is just too old that he can't he, last? He is, I mean, he's he could still go, but he's not in his prime anymore. Um, and I. I don't know how much longer he can, you know, still go. So we'll, we'll just have to, we'll just have to wait and see about that. Um, also, about the match itself. Yeah, the uh, Christian Darby Allen first, match. First thoughts: Nick Wayne's mom has got it going. On. <laughs> Nick Wayne's mom has got it going. On. Okay, sorry, sorry. The match. Yeah. The match. So let me talk about the match. The match. Okay, so <laughs> um, I actually. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, well, I agree I, with that. <laughs> I agree with that sentence. We can sentence that. right okay. there. Yeah. There, there's definitely. something we can agree with there. Right, cool. I'm a fan of Nick Wayne's mom. <laughs> um, in a good so way. I, yeah. So um, I I did enjoy the match up until that one spot where he got thrown to the um, steps, the steel steps. Like, uh, at uh, from that point on, it was hard for me to enjoy it because I think they took it too far there personally um and then and then when he got power bond onto the uh the ring um when it was just the wood 
Like I, that was that was another uh, spot where where I think that was unnecessary. So it was enjoyable up to that that one spot, and then you know just kind of escalated. I, it was hard for me to enjoy. Like thank goodness, you know what happened after afterwards at the end happened because like that that would have sucked. Like you know to to see Darby just keep on taking more punish, punishment and punishment without like something good happening at the end. So. Yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the match and Adam Copeland's debut. Yeah, Vlad, we didn't hear your thoughts on that match at all either, but it was a, a lot of damage again taken by Darby Allen, and this time in a loss, and he got swerved in front of his home crowd of Seattle. Well, yeah, I don't care about the swerve part, or I think the booking is fine there as far as who won, but what I do care about is the ridiculous amount of damage he took in the match, and uh, I mean, some of it, is very very dangerous and christian tried to make it as safe as possible there's only so much you could do when you're throwing a guy into steps head first you know so i don't know um and of course aw is known to just forget about all the rules in wrestling like all of a sudden this becomes a no dq match he's taking stuff out of the like he's clearing the ring all the mats are removed I hate that because if you're just gonna do that, just have a no DQ match. Just have a no DQ match. Set up as no rules and ha whatever have you. And instead of having a regular match and then just going and doing the same stuff you were gonna do if it was a no DQ match, anyways. You know. So I don't. That's my only. I hate that. It's a pet peeve of mine in wrestling. Why even have a regular match if you're just gonna go all over the place and drop people on their heads on steel steps and uh, frog splashes on the on the gurneys. And take uh, bumps on uh, the actual wood. I mean, it's crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. To me, it's just insane. And of course, he kicked out of almost all of it. He kicked out of all of it, which is insane too. That's just. I mean, it's it's like superhero video game stuff, and I hate that. I hate that in wrestling. You know, there, there's no logic or psychology in AEW wrestling. It's just all nonsense. And then, but as far as the winner, okay, yeah, I'm fine with how it ended. There was a little. There was a swerve that, like you said, Kahan saw coming, and a lot of people probably saw coming because of the whole thing with AR Fox, who was not involved in this thing at all. He probably should have been involved, but whatever. Um, anyways, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I definitely agree with the criticism of how much damage Darby takes. I mean, it's insane. He's going to cripple himself sooner or later. It's just a matter of when. Like he keeps taking these type of risks. Yeah, we all echo that sentiment, I think. I think most people do. I think um, the only argument for it that I, I don't know if I told Vlad, but I mean, if I were to try to think of something from the wrestling point of view, from the wrestlers who really want to entertain the fans, or maybe they think that they're uh, somehow doing something historical in wrestling or doing it for the love of wrestling, then, you know, it's their own body. Yeah, they're adults. They, they can do whatever they want. But I think what we're all saying is that as far as our entertainment goes, we're not really getting entertained to the point where it's it seems worth it. You know, I'm not really being entertained that much by it personally. So, uh, so well, yeah, I'll... I think I made I think I made the point in one of our text messages when uh, Robert sent that MJF um, clip. Yeah, that like if that's all if that's all you can do, meaning what MJF said about like how he doesn't have to kill himself to get the crowd going crazy. He could just yeah, at his post match uh, press conference at Wrestle Dream, right? Yes, he did a exactly. body slam yes. and it got a huge pop on it which got, we're gonna go through a, later. Yeah, it got as big a pop as, uh, you know, just about anything else that happened 
on the show. Anybody much, right? flying so, anywhere or doing a dive over exactly. the top or yeah. So and it was just a simple wrestling gimmick. And I think it's just an it's a, it's a it's a indie mindset that you have to kill yourself to to get your, the crowd reaction or get yourself over and. Unfortunately, a lot of these guys are stuck in their mindset because nobody's telling them otherwise. Nobody's teaching them how to do, how to wrestle properly. You know, and that's that's it. That's just you know, I've, you know, it's kind of beating a dead horse because I've said it so many times. But yeah, that's that's the criticism I have for AEW as a whole. All right. Well, that was the Darby Allen Christian match, which was also the debut of Adam Copeland, as he's called now, not Edge. Let's talk talk about that for a second. I mean, it's not he gets to call himself. The rated R superstar, so that's cool. I think it's, he should just yeah. call himself the rated R superstar. Forget Adam Copeland. Like, don't even use that right. at all. Just the rated R superstar. <laughs> Christian versus the rated R superstar. By the pay per view. Oh, okay. That sounds cool. And um, also, <laughs> you notice his um, his entrance music. It starts off with "You think you know him" instead yeah. of "You think you know me." They changed that, that one you, clip because you, because that that part is owned by WWE that that one part so they sure. have to change it. Okay, yeah, that's fine though. That was cool. It was cool that it was the same theme song. You know, at least that that felt like Edge. The energy feels like Edge. Um, it looks like Edge. He's just not called Edge. <laughs> Although on his social media account is called Edge, I guess. So that's kind of funky. Um, but okay. So let's uh, let's stick on the subject of Edge or Adam Copeland. I don't know. It's gonna for me. I'm just gonna call him Edge because you know I'm not bound to any copyright here. I talk about WWE and AEW equal, so I don't really care personally. And uh, Adam Copeland just bothers me, man. So it's there's already a bunch of other Adams too. Adam, there's already an Adam. Adam, <laughs> I need you, Adam. <laughs> It's an emergency. <laughs> so, uh, let's not get to that ridiculousness. Let's, yeah, let's we'll, save that for later. For we'll save that for later. I'll I'll get to MJF stuff. But uh, oh, Edge gosh. did show up on uh, Dynamite. So on Wednesday, uh, October fourth, a couple few days ago now. So he started the show and he uh, jumped into Omega and Jericho's segment. So it was a very Canadian segment in the back. Very, bunch of canadians up back there flapping their heads but um so edge debuted here on dynamite you know at the beginning very the, at the very beginning so at least that kind of builds a thread through the whole show people are waiting to see him at the end because he they did mention he's going to speak at the end so it shows up at the beginning and he's the very last segment too and the last segment was where we figured out i guess he was going to give his mission statement and he came comes in as the main event they give him the entrance again. He's rated R. Shakes Shivani's hand, which is always a a rite of passage when you enter into AEW. To tell Shivani how how you used to see him as a kid and all that. And then he uh, invites Christian in. So that's what we really wanted to see. And what did he what did he say? He said that he wanted them to reunite, to have another run as tag team champions, and to end their their story, which was uh, yeah. interesting, but he really genuinely asked him, even though Christian's a heel, he's like, this is what's been on my mind. You've been my best friend forever, and we're here, and we can do this, and Christian just listened to it all in a very, very serious manner, gave him a hug at the end, and told him to go fuck himself. 
which we didn't hear. <laughs> but we we just heard the crowd drop and oh damn, oh my god! And then Edge just get, looks at him, walk away. And as we all know, and he's, he said he's already said this before, which I don't know why Edge is so surprised about this, but his one and only true friend is Luchasaurus, not Edge. So he's going to stick with Luchasaurus and they're going to have that he's going to have his first match Adam Copeland that is with Luchasaurus on Tuesday. So that's his best friend and his son Nick Wayne at his side. And that's how the show ended. <laughs> Dynamite. So Vlad, we've got what you wanted at least for the very beginning. Yeah. It's Edge and Christian are going to are going to feud right off the bat, which is cool cuz I, I thought they should have done that with CM Punk, right? When they when you knew you had him, when you have him in the palm of your hands, he's here and he's healthy. Put him in there with everybody you really want to see him with. Then afterwards, if there's time, let him feud with, you know, Daniel Garcia and Ray Phoenix and whoever he had freaking matches with. Wasted our time, but so they're starting off going for the throat right away. Edge and Christian right off the bat. Uh, what do you think, Flat? You excited for yeah, that one I mean at least? Yeah, for that one, I am, because like I said, I want to see this. I care enough about this because, uh, you know, the history. They're, they've had, I think they've had rivalries as well or matches in the WWE. I can't recall now specifically, but I'm sure they did throughout their their long run, you know, they're together and, and whatnot. <clears throat> but I think this could be like a final thing that they can do together, and I think it would be great. And it will be better than them being a tag team because – there's not really a lot of, I mean, yeah, they could work with FGR or something, but there's not really a lot of great tag teams in AEW for them to really go up against. So I think this is a lot better for their to actually have a feud, you know. And Christian is such a great heel. He is, he is gold as a heel. Like he is just on top of it. This is probably some of his best work, honestly. I think you could say this is some of the best work of his career. He's the main uh, heel on the show because MJF is the top babyface right. now. So Christian's carrying the mantle for the bad guys. Yes, exactly. What do you think exactly. of this segment a, with uh, the "Go fuck yourself"? Was that good enough to just accentuate it at the end? Basic. We, we're not covering all of Dynamite. Was it thin <laughs> Dynamite? But uh, yeah. you know, this was the conclusion of the show. Right. Right. Go I fuck mean, yourself, buddy. <laughs> it was. It was a matter of fact. It was. It was uh, to the point. Didn't didn't have to say much much else. I think he did say a little bit late something right later that they're you know, like, oh, you know, you, you know, you have to face my real best friend, you know, uh, next Tuesday or something to that effect, right? But um, yeah, I liked it. Of course, I'm good with it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about what the network thinks about somebody just cussing like that on air. I mean, obviously, it bleeped. Well, they it, censored whatever. it well. They they covered it up for once. We didn't right. actually they hear did. it. We just yeah, heard him say they, "go" and then "blank." <laughs> yeah, blank yourself, blank yourself, go blank yourself. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I, everything about this is fine for me. I don't have any issues with this. I'm not gonna rail on this when there's so much you could rail on Nato, But this is the one good. This was the one good thing from the show that I did enjoy. All right, Robert. What about you? This segment at the end, Edge and Christian. Oh, I liked it a lot. I think um, it would be fitting for you know them to reunite is <laughs> um towards the end of both of their careers well adam copeland for sure because he keeps talking about it um i don't know about christian cage 
Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this segment. There, there is one thing though. Um, during, I have trouble not saying the name Edge, but whatever. Fine. During Edge's promo, he did mention um, like when when he was talking about why he uh, came to AEW. One of the things he said is the the AEW Heavyweight Championship belt would look look good around my waist. Right when he said that, I was like, huh. Is he the guy that w was uh, wearing the devil mask? Is it possible that maybe you know um, his you know current run as a face, you know, facing Christian is just an act, and that eventually there's going to be a swerve, and uh. he's the one that ended up wearing the devil mask? I, that, that's what that's what hey, I was he, thinking. Like he hadn't debuted possible. yet, but good good idea. Yeah, he hadn't debuted yet, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't it's know. Possible. It's, it's possible. Anything's right? possible. Yeah, but you know, so that that could have been that the that group could have been um, Edge, Christian, Nick Wayne, and uh, well, uh, well, none of them looked as tall as Luchasaurus. So that I don't know who the fourth guy would have been, but it could have been right. anybody really. But yeah, I was I was that got me thinking. Maybe he was the one that wore the devil mask. Maybe just just a thought. But, but yeah, I, right. I enjoyed the segment. Okay, well, that's a good transition to us. Let's move along to MJF, the MJF stuff from the week. So, uh, we you you did mention that last week that uh, we saw him or an attack that was supposedly MJF, four masked people and a man in an MJF mask beating up Jay White to end Dynamite last week. So, let's go on to what we found out happened this week. I'll start for MJF stuff. I'll start with Collision. It's a uh, September 30th collision with uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. They're in a tag team match against uh, the best friends, Loblow, <laughs> uh, Trent. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I don't know why this yeah, is slow, nope. slow motion, the by the, the wiener, way. The wiener punches. Yeah, him. Punched, <laughs> him, punched him in the wiener. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which was really funny, and the referee's not looking at uh, he's he's looking at Trent who got just got punched in the wiener. He's like, "Are you okay?" And then again, it's like he shows the hand right in the air. He's like, "Yep, another one." <laughs> so, uh, so right after this, they they had brought all their bags with them. The, the kingdom did. So they they went straight. They're like, "We got to go straight to ha be with Adam after this." So right after the match, they're like, we're going to be with Adam. Hold on one second. Let me take this off slow motion. I don't know why it's on slow motion. Give me a second. They're going to be with, be with Roddy, but yeah, I see your point. Oh, I with Roddy. Point. Excuse me. Yeah. So uh, Taven and Bennett, they're going to go be with uh, Roddy, and they tell Adam Cole to, uh, to, meet them, yeah. to meet them there. So this was the beginning of a storyline that ended on Dynamite that we'll see in a second. But we'll jump to Wrestle Dream, which is where MJF fought – uh, the righteous by himself and he did come out at the beginning and he explained on the mic that that wasn't him who was the masked man so he this was the first reference of it he's like he was pissed off himself somebody i guess broke into his bag which i guess immediately is adam cole as a suspect that he's you know hanging out with him in his locker room and everything so somebody took his bag and took his mask and used it and framed him, I guess, is what he's claiming. That And they beat up Jay White in the back. As far as this match, 
I thought personally it was an extremely well worked match that the righteous they did as as well as wrestling work as you could do to sell a two on one match and uh, to make it difficult for MJF. But MJF eventually, oh, this was the spot of the night, <laughs> which was freaking hilarious. And the MJF again using his his uh, bad guy acumen, his cheating skills, if you call if you. If you will, if you would call it that, but uh, this was so funny. <laughs> I thought he uh, he didn't sell it long enough though, because I think he gets up and he event they eventually start wrestling like in a second. But he could have sold that longer than his nuts were in pain. Still a good spot though, I thought. But as, and then there was the big body slam spot that he promised he was gonna body slam Dutch, and he did. Crowd popped like crazy. Uh, simple wrestling. That me and Vlad call it that uh, is better basically to us than the dives over the top rope. Got a kangaroo spot in, ca kangaroo kick, excuse me, and he beat him with the what is that called? The heat seeker, I guess. Got the pinfall. Right. Got the pinfall right. off that with the foot on the ropes. I forgot about that. Ref kind of saw it, but MJF denied it. He's like, nope, I didn't. I didn't do that. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Uh, so. <laughs> That was that. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, okay. He did, uh, so he did um, <laughs> keep the ROH tag team title. So they, they have that still. So he got through the night. They're still waiting on Adam Cole to have surgery. But as as of right now, there's still the Ring of Honor tag team titles. I thought it was okay for the righteous. It was a rub, if I guess. It was cool to be in there with the with the world champ. I know Vlad's not big on the righteous, but I I think they're cool. I like it. I like them. So, um, but as far as uh, MJF goes, let's move on to Dynamite and uh, let's see what happened on Dynamite. So, the Kingdom asked uh, Adam Cole to meet at Roddy's house, and this was where uh, they hung out with uh, him and Roddy. You know, it was kind of like a him and MJF segment, except it was Roddy. So they they showed that uh, they could have fun together. Uh, they bought Adam Cole a little you know wheelie thing that he could wheel around with while he has a broken leg. And, you know they just have loads of fun together. Kind of reminded people reminded them how why they used to be friends. Which um, <laughs> I know Vlad thinks this is this is just horrible, but. Um, so this, is this going to cause a rift between the friendship of MJF and Adam Cole? Let's move on. We'll see. I got the, the next MJF clip I got on here is uh, at 40. Well, it's not that one. So it's uh, Juice Robinson and the Bullet Club, the Gun Club, uh, are out there in the ring. And they're talking crap about MJF because they're feuding with him. Jay White had a long promo battle with MJF last week so now it's the rest of Bullet Club's turn and they're out there trying to lure him out and he does come out at uh, after after they rip on him for a few couple minutes I think two minutes he gave them and MJF comes out by himself no Adam Cole but he's there to to, to rip on them he's gonna roast them which every time MJF comes out Robert and there's like a new guy that he's feuding with it's kind of exciting because it's like you know it's you know the roast is coming so he's going to roast all these guys. He's got a bunch of fresh meat in the ring. Uh, Juice Robinson and the guns <laughs> to roast. And he called uh, he called Juice Robinson a, a talentless taint, right? 
And Juice was like, what? A talentless taint? That's what he's talking about, my taint. But he, he claims to have a rock hard taint. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was the highlight of this whole thing. You know? This this part, which they cut a, they cut away from him like right there. They they're like get the camera off. Him. Yeah, get the camera off of the degenerate. Juice was so, Juice actually was the reason this actually was watchable. But go ahead. Go yeah, because I didn't go. think talentless taint was. It was kind of one of his weaker. I know. I insults. Like, what the heck? I, I I thought he could have come up with something better than that but okay yeah and he got a chant going for these guys uh ass boys and talentless taint okay so i don't know mjf is his baby facing it up here a little bit for me a little little too much for me at this point if uh, he's gonna be clever and insulting okay but this segment i thought went to the guns especially because they kind of got one over on him here they lured him into the ring to, and they all three of them ran away, which was like I was like, what the heck? But it was, it was a ruse for Jay White to come from behind, and give him the switchblade. So, uh, Jay White, nice, nice move, nice move. So they they got uh, they got MJF from behind, and he took his belt, took took yeah. the belt. He's like, I'm I'm leaving with this. I'm getting out of here. I'm taking this with me. I'm like, woo. This is uh, this is something, but he got up to the ring to to the to the on ramp and he basically said, "I don't, we don't believe you. You're MJF. We're just supposed to believe that because you said it wasn't me, that it wasn't you. Well, we don't believe you. You're MJF. Why the hell should we believe you?" So, which kind of made sense, but they did take the belt off him, which is kind of an intense thing to do in the world of wrestling when you steal somebody's belt, right? So after this, they did leave the they did leave with the belt and they caught MJF in the back. Renee did in the trainer's room and Max Caster was giving him a little bit of back rope. <laughs> MJF does not want to be friends with Max Caster. I guess he's he says was, he's been What was this about? I don't even know what the hell this is. Well, this you about? know, why should why should Adam Cole be MJF's only friend? He needs to make other friends too, and the acclaimed are like over baby faces. Why can't he be friends with Max Caster? I mean, he was a little on edge here, kind of made it sound like oh he's stalking me and all this, but you know he's just trying to be a buddy. Just said you know came over was like wanted to give him some support. He says he's been over texting him, and over, you know. Just uh, Max Caster has been over texting him. Over, yeah, he's been over posting on his Twitter, and 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 he's oh. he feels creeped out by it that he left messages on his in his locker room like slips of paper or something like that. So he's so he's creeped out by him. He doesn't want to be friends with him like he wants to be friends with Adam Cole. But I think it, it could be useful for him to make more friends because he's kind of obsessed with Adam Cole in an unhealthy looking way. <laughs> So, I think what, that's going to lead to some... obsession in this company with friends? All friends. We're all friends. Everybody's got to be with friends. And everybody's... And you're not my friend. And I'm your friend. And we're not friends. And do you know why we're not friends? All this thing is just insane. Every, everything is about friends. Every other feud is about being somebody's friend. This is stupid. I'm sorry. I, as much as I like MJF, this whole thing is retarded, okay? <laughs> retarded and not in a funny, clever way. Uh, in a really stupid, third-grade, dumb, 
dumb, dumb, dumb way that I don't is beneath him as a wrestler and as a talent because he is a great wrestling talent, one of the best I've seen in a long time. This is way beneath him as, as an angle and everything in between. Hate it, hate it with a passion. Like, well, what about the stuff with Jay White a, and them them getting him from behind? That was kind of really yeah, good, no, I it's thought. Cool. It's all right, but as, as, I, as I said last week, I, kind, I mean, I'm, I'm not as big on Jay White as you guys are. I think he's a good talent. Um, he is a, he's good in the ring. He's a good worker, um, as proven by some of his the matches that he's had with FTR and some of the other stuff that he's they've done. But you know, I, I'm just not really big on him as you guys are. But I, I would prefer to continue his feud with Joe. I think it was dumb to just have Joe shake his hand and beat the end of that after everything that happened between them. Uh, I think they should continued it, and that would have been more interesting to me as an angle than whatever is happening here. That's just my opinion. But anyways, I'll let you guys continue. How about you, Robert? You got you got any feelings about this whole thing as a whole? We got the Jay White thing going on, and we got him uh, well, having friendship issues with Adam Cole and Max Caster. So, um, you know, I, I already told you guys uh, on the, I think the last episode that I'm, I'm excited for the Jay White MJF feud. So that, that part I'm cool with. And... Um, yeah, the the obsession with Adam Cole is a little weird, but uh, the the Max Caster thing. So, <clears throat> I I know that in real life they actually hang out a lot because there's actual YouTube videos of them hanging out. I, I've seen them, um, but you know, I when I'm watching this segment, I'm I'm watching it with the um, perspective of someone that doesn't hasn't seen all that. You know, I'm trying to like view it from that angle. Because in, yeah. they, they, there's been no indication in previous episodes that they have that that they have that type of you know relationship that they're they're friends, right? There's there's been no indication of that. So with you know just looking at it from that perspective, that whole Max Caster part felt very random. I was like, what? <laughs> Even though I I know yeah. they, I, I, I know they hang, hang out in real life because I've seen YouTube videos, but that's but you know like as a in trying to look at it from a perspective of like someone who doesn't see all that and only watches the AEW um, television programming that that just came out of nowhere <laughs> so that, that just felt rad, random well about the whole uh, I'll, I'll make a comment about the whole Vlad saying that it's too kitty or what what is the deal with being obsession with being friends with people but it is a kitty show it's it's wrestling it's supposed to be for for third graders, we're just we're just like jumping into. Then the, why the hell are we watching this? <laughs> I don't know, Vlad. What? A lot of people think I'm it's a, strange I'm that still, we're watching I'm, wrestling. I'm still a third grader at heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because we're still third graders at heart. But this is technically a children's show, and that's why this probably resonates really hard with a lot of kids. They're like, "Yo, man, you know," because back in the days, it was really cool to make friends with somebody. When you made a new friend, you were like, "Yeah, I want to do everything with them. I want to." I want to hang out. We're gonna we're gonna go uh, to the movies. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It is kind of childish, but I think uh, I think I could roll with it because uh, you know. I mean, Vlad, come on. You you. It was really easy for you to make friends. I mean, you're very sociable. You're you're a personable guy. You're nice. But for a lot of people, it's not as easy. Some people don't even have one friend. They would love to have one best friend, you know? <laughs> so. But what does that have to do with wrestling? I'm confused. You've lost, you've, you've lost the train of thought. You've lost the plot 
for me at least. Well, wrestling is just a reflection of real life. Re wrestling is is a reality show yeah. where a bunch of people hang out together, and they happen to wrestle also. But you know, they're in the back. They communicate. They talk. They have relationships. Some some of them actually get married. You know, it's it's uh, the whole dynamic of of the whole locker room is is a part of the show. To, to see who you be, you know align with, who you become, who you have a group with, you you know create stables. I disagree with that premise. I disagree with that premise that it's supposed to be based on some real life thing. No, it's supposed to distract you from your real life. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to entertain you and be entertaining, not remind you of your real life, especially if your real life is not great. You know, no, I disagree with that premise completely. If that's what wrestling is, then we failed. We have completely failed. We've lost the plot. As, as, a, as a wrestling uh, community and industry and whatnot. Well, there was always friendships in wrestling, but they never really would, they, they wouldn't really Not like, like this. They, they wouldn't really obsess like over it. It wasn't like, oh, you, you turned on me. We were friends for so long. You were at my, you know, child's bris or whatever, you know, like it, 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 they, they didn't use <laughs> this <laughs> or whatever, you know, we hung out at, at backyard bar barbecues and stuff like that. Well, but sure. I think back in the day when mm. someone got turned on, it wasn't really like, oh, they, they wouldn't get all emotional. Like, oh, my God, you know, we were fr oh, such hard friends. Triple Triple H and Shawn Michaels. That's not an example. <laughs> yeah, of course. They, they were good, good friends. That's part of the turn when like, oh. When some one guy turns on the other, it's crazy because the other one will probably get hurt because we used to be friends. That's part of it. But, yeah, I mean, the rhetoric about it has turned all emotional in recent years where we're going to express ourselves like we're in therapy and we're going to talk about it. Well that's, well, that's why the critics call this all friends wrestling because that's all this stuff is. It's all about friends and friendship, you know, which I understand is important to, to I guess, to these people, but I don't think it's – makes for captivating angles and, and wrestling in my opinion again now if somebody wants to disagree like kahan is making the argument for it great i just i don't i don't think it's that interesting especially when it's all over the place and it's on every angle you know all right well flying vlad you want to be entertained then and from your wrestling then i got the stuff for you here <laughs> this is oh my God. we're moving oh, okay, on okay, to yeah. You're right. timeless exactly. tony storm I, like, I do like this <laughs> who I guess RJ City gave her the idea because she was all freaking out. And he goes, man, you're not even old, though. Why are you freaking out? And she goes, you're right. Yeah. I'm timeless. I'm timeless. <laughs> I, I, I love this. I love this. Right. I did love this. Which later on in the night, this is from Dynamite, by the way. So later on in the night, she comes out in the to the ring for her match with Sky Blue and she's got her same look on her face that she's, you know, she's timeless, and she's got the same lipstick smear, and I guess that's part well, that of her. Well, that part I don't understand completely, you know, the whole <laughs> lipstick smear, lipstick look. I'm not completely, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm for, I, I think she's, like I said, she's doing great with these backstage um, promos that she does on this, and these segments with RJ City are hilarious to me, but... I don't understand completely, like, why. I don't really know what made her this crazy all of a sudden either. But, you know, I think it was losing the title. Losing, right? her, that's, losing the belt. That's what, that's what, that's what yeah, triggered it. It's, it's, she snapped after that, which I guess you could kind of understand. But anyways, it's, it's, this is really, this is good. I, I can't, like, again, with all of the other stuff i just been saying about AEW, this is probably one of the better things as well. 
Hey, it came up third on my list of topics. It was Edge, oh, there you go. MJF, and Timeless Tony Storm. <laughs> I'm, I'm for this completely. I think Tony Storm is a wonderful talent. And, I, you know, it took me a while to realize that. But now that I see some of her personality, see some of her work, she's a good worker in the ring. She's safe. She does really – the matches she puts on are really good. And she's I mean, she's extremely – even shaking the referee's hand is hilarious. You know, everything well, yeah. that goes there has a purpose and, and, a, and, a, and a point. So, and I like it. Yeah, so this was an interesting match because Sky Blue got the brunt of the new Tony Storm without even having any warning about what the heck is going on even. So she had to kind of uh, turn up the uh, the fire to, to match the craziness, which she did. But in the end, um, Tony Storm gets the win. So this is her new thing at the end where she gets this uh, really actressy look on her face and then, <laughs> and then does her finishing combo. <laughs> Whatever she's doing, at least she's doing something. She's She seems... Exactly. Uh, that's the thing like there's no real personalities in wrestling and she's at least doing something with this with her character that's different than anybody else is doing you know she's trying to be unique and that's what i like you know everybody else is just doing boring same stuff things she's at least being creative in in her stuff so i, I can appreciate it i can appreciate it for sure all right um, well that's also, like also um during that match um like right before commercial break she did uh, say to the camera time something like to the effect of oh time time for a message from our sponsors or something like that and then it went to commercial break oh did it i didn't i missed yeah, that. you didn't catch that no <laughs> no that was, that was clever that's good all right well since we're jumping around all over the world of wrestling right now my uh my next topic i would like to bring up is uh, jimmy uso from smackdown who i'm starting to be a big fan of I think for a while, I thought this storyline jumped the shark, and I had no clue what the heck was going on with Jimmy Uso. But he's reinserted himself back into the bloodline, and uh, he's going to take care of business now. So this was the part where Carl Anderson came out to stand up for AJ. And Solo's like, you take care of this, or I'm going to take care of it for you. And Jimmy's like, all right, I'll take care of it. So this whole episode of September 29th was centered around Jimmy Uso. So he beat Carl Anderson, but... In the end, he got he got one of the greatest slaps in wrestling history from Mia Yim. I thought this was <laughs> sold to the max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. So, so he's doing great heel work. Obviously, people don't like him because it's like, dude, are you out of your goddamn mind? You just betrayed Jey Uso for no reason. And yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I guess to me, I think he's just lost screw and, you know, he doesn't have his family anymore. So he just kind of jumped back in with the bloodline. He's like, I'm going to, I'm calling the shots because Roman's not here even. So from that slap, this led to him going around the whole episode and picking on people. Beating up people. Beating up yeah. people on the back, whoever this guy is, just some guy. <laughs> so some random uh, guy. the other guy was from uh, Hit Row, I guess. One of them still with the company and. He beat up that guy. And this is all related to a feud they're having with John Cena. So they're going to have a match with John Cena at Fastlane. And uh, L.A. Knight is the partner, became the mystery partner of John Cena since AJ Styles got taken out by the by uh, the bloodline. So um, right. L.A. Knight is inserted into this uh, 
a heavy storyline, important storyline, I guess you could call it, with the top guys, a lot of top guys in the company. So I don't know if you guys saw SmackDown from last night. Did you watch any of SmackDown from last night? I haven't, uh, watched, any, I haven't watched any WWE in a long time. <laughs> oh, well then, I yeah. mean... So all, I mean, all of this well, that you're showing, all this that you're showing me right now, it's new for me. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, this can this continued on SmackDown because they're gonna feud with, uh, they're gonna have this match with LA Knight. Jimmy Uso called himself. Actually, uh, I I take that back. Um, No Mercy is still WWE. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, yeah. I watched WWE No Mercy, uh, NXT No Mercy, but that, that's the only WWE I've seen in a while. <laughs> But yeah, I, all right. I well, we, before I move on to the rest of SmackDown and what happened on the, the significance of this episode of SmackDown, Vlad, I want to get your comments because we talked about it a bit off the air. But Jimmy Uso's character, you're not you're not taking to this at all, like I am. Not as much as you are, but I I want to see where it goes. I mean, I think they have to do this right now because Roman isn't there. I I think they said finally he'll be back next. Friday on SmackDown, finally. I mean, the guy's been off, I, and I think, what, like a, more than a month now. Uh, it's hard to have um, a really good show when your main star is not there. I mean, like, I'm a big Roman fan, but I think some of this time off stuff is a little loopy. You could, as K and me have said off air, he could be there for like a segment backstage, for God's sakes. I mean, he doesn't have to wrestle. But he could be there at the very least. I don't see how that that's not gonna you know, be draining to his body and he's not gonna have to take any crazy bumps. He just should be there because he's the main star. It's very hard well, to Well, can I really can I interrupt you though? Because I haven't yeah. I have a point, an argument about that that for some reason it's worked out perfectly that he's not there with this whole Jimmy Uso thing. Because it wouldn't have made any sense yeah, that Jimmy that. could have kind of just jumped back in with, with well, right. Roman I, not being around. They had to do that. That's what I'm saying. That's why they've had to, they could do this because that's the point I was making. They could have to do this because he's not there. He's just not showing up. He's finally going to be back, but he's which will be interesting when he does show. But yeah, they have no choice to go to this because what else do they got? They got the other uh, uh, Jey Uso's on Raw now, so he they can't do anything with him. You know. So, anyways, yeah, I'm with you. They have to do this. Whether I like it or not, I'm not sure yet. I, it's it's not that bad, but it's also kind of confusing because it kind of feels like we're going in circles. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it, it crossed the point into ridiculousness for me where I kind of like it, which I like kind of ridiculous, <laughs> stupid things in wrestling. All right. Well, that's, that's so, fair. I mean, he's kind of so ridiculous. But I guess uh, let me move on to – SmackDown from last night because there was a significant development amongst okay, this whole right. uh, Jimmy Uso thing, which was uh, Rhea. Well, Rhea's there now because Judgment Day are the tag team champions, so they could jump to SmackDown. So Rhea jumped into or the Judgment Day. They they were in Bloodlines locker room and they said we need to talk and they cleared out for uh, Heyman and Rhea to talk because Rhea's kind of wearing the pants in this whole thing and she wants them to team up and combine their forces. And uh, Paul Heyman was like, well, I got to I gotta go uh, talk on the phone to Roman and authorize this. But Rhea's like, I, I've already authorized this. And Roman or Heyman's like, no, there's only one person who can off. No, and Rhea's like, no, I've authorized this. Like, you need to acknowledge me. And everyone's like, whoa, what the heck? <laughs> but she, that was cool, yeah. Yeah, so she sure thinks she's some big shit at this point now. 
But he did end up having to call Roman, despite her saying that, you know, she's the authority now for everything. Right. But um, he did call Roman, and at the end of the show, it was uh, Jimmy Uso versus LA Knight, which was a disqualification because Solo Sokoa jumped into the end of the match. And uh, Cena comes in, and then the, the Judgment Day come in, uh, and this is where we find out that uh, – I guess Roman approved because see Paul Heyman and Rhea shake hands and they're like, all right, so it's been authorized. So now they're one big giant stable, I guess. Yes. yes. It's the, the, blood, the bloodline and the, and Roman's supposed to be back next week. So this is where uh, the end of the show turned into a little tussle between all these guys. And then Jay Uso appeared because Jay Uso's fighting with um, Cena at Fast lane, right for the tag team titles. So that was the big right, surprise the here. Judgment Day. So, right. but there wasn't really much interaction between Jimmy and Jay at this point in this match. But uh, was there one more guy who came in? Oh, it was Cody Rhodes. Cody, yeah, Cody, so Cody, Cody kind of leveled the playing field, and that led us into Fast Lane. So we're ready for Fast Lane, which is tonight in a few hours, coinciding that's with right. Collision, and that's going to be this match. That so, means nobody's watching Collision, guys. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, uh, unfortunately for Collision, that nobody's watching. So, Vlad, thoughts on uh, the booking of Judgment Day and yeah, Bloodline like together? Like, that's, well, that's cool. Uh, uh, I, I, I think that. I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I think that's cool. <laughs> Sorry, Vlad. Go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of agree. It is. It's not bad. It's a. It's a good idea. It's a good. It's a good thinking to have both. Um, you know, both of these heel groups kind of together and kind of be on both. Well, I don't know. If the, I don't know if Bloodline's going to be on Raw, but at least that they'll be both on SmackDown. And it's kind of interesting. You know, and then you put all these guys kind of together. You know, Cody's there and Jay and Jimmy and all these guys. Finally, you have all these main event guys kind of together on one show kind of to close out the show and obviously they need Cena for now because like I said Roman's not there so they need that they need Cena there while Roman is on his hiatus so I you know just for the name recognition just for the crowd reaction and you know and I'm glad that also LA Knight is involved in this whole thing too because he's getting a, a rub just being involved in pretty much the main angle right the main story for for um for WWE right now I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying All it. All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was interesting too. I mean, this whole thing with uh, Rhea and Paul Heyman. Rhea's doing great. Rhea's character, they're pushing her to the oh moon. Oh, my God. Fantastic. So. That backstage segment was fantastic. She was just like, you got to acknowledge me. You know, that was great. You know, I, she was, her, her and Paul Heyman, I mean, obviously, it's going to be promo gold. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it was really, it was really good. You know, I mean, I enjoyed it. And, um, you know how she's like. Oh, you don't need to call anybody. I've already, I've already uh, authorized everything. It's all good. We're ready to go. Just shake my hand, and we're good to go. I like that. I like that. But anyways, yeah. Overall, pretty good. You don't, you don't say no to mommy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You do it's, very, it's very difficult too. I mean, but Paul Heyman, it, it doesn't seem he's into chicks like that from past scenes in WWE. He, he doesn't get tempted in this way so um, no, no. <laughs> but i'm gonna move we on even, we don't we don't know what would tempt him. maybe only money money might only tempt him 
we got a couple more things that I want to talk about. But we've talked about the the main stuff, I think. But I'm I'm gonna throw some uh, some uh, a shout out towards NXT because uh, I know Robert watched it. So we'll just I'll just hit a couple of topics. I'm not gonna go through that whole pay per view that was called No Mercy. But uh, there was a cool intro segment for us video game yeah. players, right? I, I remember playing No Mercy a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, for like, us, uh, for us guys who remember the N64 graphics, yeah. <laughs> the op- the opening segment was pretty cool. But the yeah. one uh, match I wanted to give a shout out to was the Becky Lynch, yes. Tiffany Stratton match, which was way more hardcore than anyone expected. And Tiffany Stratton kind of made herself famous, I think, in this match. Yeah, definitely got a. A rub being in there with Becky Lynch, but I got a few highlights of of her being hardcore. I guess a few few of these hardcore spots. It was a wild match, but there was Barbie dolls that they she got uh, slammed into barbed wire baseball bat. I guess look mm. gimmick, but still it's okay. But mm. that, that she looks there. that spot was good. The little moonsault spot into the guardrail. She looks great. I think she can go to the main roster. I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. You know, the NXT, these NXT guys, they've been developing, have been working out really. Um, so this, this, yeah. I want, I want to give a shout out to this match because I saw the whole pay per view. A lot of it was pretty wild, but I'm not gonna go through everything uh, on this show just because, you know, we don't have time. We don't have time. We're busy. We got to get to the Dodgers later. But so that was th- that was that. I'll give that match. I don't. I don't. I don't know about a grade because it was it was a woman's hardcore match. But as far as Tiffany Stratton oh, goes, I, I think uh, I, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was a good match. I thought she did really well. So uh, send her up. Send her up to the main roster. Uh, she looks well, ready. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll just say a couple things. I, I didn't watch the pay per view. Obviously, it's just too much wrestling. I can't watch it all. But um as i told you and i i you know want to make time for nxt sometimes or just at least get through it but it's just so much wrestling to get through and so much to watch i can't get to it all but i will say from what i've seen of tiffany stratton just like the stuff that i've seen she looks like she could be a really good heel character on the main roster that they should bring up pretty soon uh i would think you know based on what i've seen and obviously getting a good i guess rub just working with Becky is is good too, you know, just to get some prominence, you know, because Becky is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world, you know. Yeah, they did. They had a good idea there to put them together, so that yeah. that kind of shot her up to the card really quickly, I think. Uh, the other thing from NXT, I guess, was the Dragon Off uh, title oh, this change. Was, that, this was wild. <laughs> this was a lot of false finishes, so I'm not yeah. going to go through all the false finishes, but this was a false finishy. <laughs> type of match where they were like hitting each other with everything and still kicking out and like oh my god yeah. oh my god oh my god so one of them type of matches just significant though that Elia goes over I think the whole show overall is pretty strong they had Braun Breaker versus yeah. Baron Corbin at the beginning which was I thought also a pretty strong match okay. so I have, to, I have something to say about that match the Braun the Breaker Corbin. Baron, Baron Corbin Okay, yeah, so I, what do you got to say about it? I, I I haven't watched NXT in a while, so seeing Baron Corbin, this was my first time seeing Baron Corbin in a long time, and sure. it was it was nuts because he he I, he looked like a completely different character from the Baron the Baron Corbin I last saw. Like he he actually looked like a legit badass. Um, 
because uh, the last time I saw him, I think he was still in the main roster. He he had that like funny weird gimmick that going on, and 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 now he happy he Corbin. Yeah, he had a complete um, overall in his character, I guess, when, when he went to NXT. I wasn't aware of it because I wasn't yeah. watching it. And then, and then I saw uh, No Mercy. I'm like, I mean, all right, Baron Corbin physically looks the same, but there's something different about him right now. No, so, yeah, it's – I've always yeah. been a Baron Corbin fan. I think he could yeah. do whatever you ask him to do. He's kind of a character with, like, a chip on his shoulder because he got sent oh. back down. But he's still got like the self-confidence that he used to be a, a main event type of guy on the main roster. So uh, I think he's doing well because it's hard to have confidence once you get shipped down to NXT. Just, a lot of guys usually lose a little spunk, but he's oh, doing yeah. really well. And he, well, he did with, well in this in this match and this paper. Yeah, for sure. this feud was good with Braun Breaker. He's, he's been doing good all over the place. I think NXT is kind of the perfect place for him too because I think he that uh, the other guys are getting some good experience working with him. So, uh, definitely, he's not a guy that got cut, a la Mustafa Ali, you know, who right. who got uh, sent sent away that he wasn't super, superfluous, not really necessary anymore. By the way, we haven't really talked about that. I don't know if you guys have any comments on any of the guys who got cut, and maybe if any of them are useful at all to any other company. We had uh, no, Mustafa you would, you would Ali. Think, I don't really care. I don't think Mustafa Ali is useful. Well, to anybody, but I do think Dolph Ziggler is the, the name that sticks out, you know, because of huh, more so than Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle is insane. Matt Riddle, I I, I wouldn't touch with a twenty tag team champions, guys, undisputed tag team champions. Oh, I oh I actually like Matt Riddle, but okay, I. <laughs> oh, I, I guys, you're, killing, you're killing you're killing me. So you think well, Dolph I, Ziggler I, is more useful than Matt Riddle, huh? I, I mean, I think a lot of people would argue with you with that one. I mean. Especially considering recent success, and I would say Matt Riddle is perfect for AEW because he's just a knucklehead, like a lot of the knuckleheads there. So that's fine. I'm just saying, if you want like a real professional wrestler that's like a really good, a great worker, a guy that could actually maybe get something out of some guys with good matches, yeah, I'd rather or at the very least work with some of the guys. You know, I would definitely rather have Dolph Ziggler any day on it. You know, than Matt. Matt F and Riddle, you know, <laughs> for God's sakes, you know, but that's just, you know, that's just me being, uh, you know, I guess. Do you think uh, AEW should cool. sign Matt Riddle, Robert? Would you think that he'd be useful there? Uh, sure, I guess. Yeah. Sure. I mean, like, yeah. All right. I'm, just I'm, try I'm to break out the checkbook. Sure. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I do enjoy him apparently more than Vlad does. Um, I him and RVD cool. could be a tag team. Matt Riddle I mean, and Rob both, Van Dam. They both smoke a lot. Why not? There you go. <laughs> yeah, they can hang out together and blaze and fucking go do matches. Sounds perfect. <laughs> Anyways, don't give Tony don't give Tony Khan any ideas, guys. Yeah, I know he he, he doesn't need any more troublemakers over there. They're doing fine. I think they should just stick with what they got and just keep going. But uh, yeah, as far as the guys that got, I mean, they they could be useful. I mean, Dolph Ziggler, I forgot his real name, but they could sign him. But I don't think they need him. That, that's my opinion. They could sign him. Uh, yeah, I'm not, say, I'm not saying they'd need him. I'm not even sure he would want to go. I don't know the situation, but I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, because he's not going to get, like, a big spot. He'll just have – he could have a spot where he maybe does yeah. jobs and stuff, but. Well, I believe his brother works there already. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, uh Ryan Nemeth. That's, Ryan Nemeth, that's, right. That's pretty hilarious. He who should, who should also be getting a big push, but 
Don't get me well, started. I, 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 don't, I don't know about anything about that, but I haven't seen enough <laughs> Ryan Nemeth to say that he's beating a big, giant push. I'm a, I'm a big Ryan Nemeth fan, the Hollywood hunk. I think he's a, he's a oh, good that's, heel. that's who he is? He's the Hollywood hunk? Yes, yes. Because he's, he's a good, he's he's a good heel, though. I mean, as a worker, he's a good heel. I'm yeah, telling right. you. I don't Even know Jim Cornette that, has saying... said this. Oh, yeah? Okay. Well, I don't remember anything about seeing enough of Ryan Nemeth to make that uh, type of leap that he is a good but yeah, but if you so say him so and his brother, they could be a tag team yeah. with Rob Van Dam. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, well, <laughs> why are you talking about Everybody teams up with Rob Van Dam. <laughs> a, tri- <laughs> a trio. Oh, yeah, they go for the trios titles. I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I don't know. I don't know enough about... Uh, Anybody else also on that was released, um, you know. Those are the three, I really, think, that were, like, kind of the most biggest yeah. names. Yeah. I mean, I guess if they want Mustafa Ali, I guess he's a – he would also fit their style, right? He kind of does yeah. the type of matches they yeah, like. Yeah, he could definitely so, yeah. work for them. So I think Mustafa yeah, I Ali – I, I think he might be the most useful out of the three, like, as far as his age. And, you yeah. know, they, they could push I, someone of who's a minority in a way, you know, it's, it's always good to have people to balance out the roster, make it look like, you know, di- it's got a lot of diversity and such. But uh, I'm going to move on. I got a couple th- more sure. things I want to throw throw at you guys before we go before we go watch the Dodgers tonight. Go Dodgers. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Um, Woo-hoo. So I'm going to move to Wrestle Dream, which was uh, Julia Hart versus Chris Statlander. And uh, I, I'm not really going to go through the match move for move, but I uh, – it was to me. This was one of the matches that I was excited for to see what would happen. And Julia Hart did hit the moonsault at the end, uh, but it did. It wasn't enough for a pinfall. But this was the big moment where she did her best to get her finishing move on her and hit the big moonsault that the whole crowd goes nuts for. But I think she couldn't hook the leg was the problem. So Statlander broke the count with her leg, and then this led to a submission hold, and this got reversed into the tombstone or the the Sunday Night Fever, as it's called. And that was the end for Julia Hart. But I thought it was a well-worked match. I think Julia Hart, I know Vlad says that he doesn't buy her as being a badass, but I think she works with enough intensity and ferocity to make it look like, you know, she's actually out there fighting. And then she got end up, ended up getting carried out by Brody, uh, Brody King, which was pretty hilarious spot, I thought. So that was one match. I don't know if anyone has any comments on. I'm going to go through about no, two no, okay. I'll, I'll just say something because I remember in last week's episode, I kind of um, bashed her. Well, not necessarily her, but her push because I, I felt like it was a little too soon for it. Um, yeah. And I and I still stand by that, but I, I, I will say that she did well in this match. So I'll give props to her. She performed well. Yeah, me too. Definitely. I'm sad. I'm sad. I'll be sad to, if she won't be on TV as much because I think after this feud, I don't think they got they're gonna have the same type of push for her. But I like this little stretch where she was uh, kind of given well, then a what push was, on TV. What was the point of this? How do you know? Why do you think that? What makes you say that? You this was the point. The point of this was to feed her to Statlander, just to have a feud for Statlander. You know, to have a TBS but title if, feud. But, but if the crowd is, but if the crowd is reacting to her, why would you? Would you like, not that goes for a lot of things in AEW. They don't always go along with what the crowd, crowd reacts to. I wish they did, but I 
I mean, she gets a better reaction right now than most, so I don't know why they wouldn't use her. I just, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I have to admit, I didn't see a lot of Wrestle Dream. I definitely did not watch the majority of this show. I I saw some things, like uh, like the MJF uh, match and then the main event. It really is the only thing I really saw. But I will say that, you know, as far as Julia Hart, she does have a really pretty good moonsault as a finish. And I think she is trying hard. And she's doing as well as can be expected, given that she's not really a great in-ring worker or technician. But she could be. She could become better as time goes on. I just don't know if she's completely ready to, like, take that mantle as, like, being, like, the, the star of the women's division or something like that. But she's... No, I don't know about that. Enough, but she's young enough where where she can still where can she can develop into something. She can, I, you know, yeah, we'll she could get better. She could definitely get. She could definitely get better. Absolutely. She looks I like she listens. Like she looks like somebody's giving her advice and that she's trying to listen to yeah. it. So I I can see little yeah. things here and there, like when she takes punches or when she gives punches, that it looks like somebody's working with her. So uh, I'll give her some some dap. I like Julia Hart. I like the I like this whole yeah. thing. Was it, I enjoyed it so. Uh, the next match I would jump to is Swerve Strickland and uh, Adam Hangman Page, which I guess nobody really cares when the doctors are there uh, <laughs> taking care of somebody anymore. That's a chance for you to get a spot in. But this was a, a big match. Uh, oh, there was the spot where he cheated with Prince Nana's crown and nailed Hangman Page. Lots of uh, it was it was a long match. This was there was a lot of moves. I think there was a little bit of a distraction. And in the end, he did hit him with a bunch of series of combination of moves. And this one right here, I don't know what it's called, but I think this is a pretty cool-looking move. Not one that I think everyone should take, probably. But uh, that's the finisher right there. But no. Swerve did Swerve did go over in the end, and uh, not completely clean, but uh, did give him give him a good good rub, put him into a good spot on the card. So they're they're, they're trying with Swerve. So he wins I mean, this match. It was in Seattle, so I, I wasn't surprised. Okay. All he's, right. I so, think he's from there. So There you go. All right. So they got a pay-per-view in Seattle now for, for all these Seattle-based guys that they got. But other than that, I don't know. I didn't really think it was a super fantastic, amazing match. But I think it did what it was supposed to do for Swerve. And we did talk about this match quite a bit, or this feud quite a bit on our show. So I thought I'd at least show the ending of what happened. But other than that, there's a the, the Danielson Zack Saber match might have a little more comments from you guys, which was a technical wrestling match for a long ass time until Z Brian Danielson decided to fucking ruin it and uh, hit him with a knee strike oh. and kind of blow the whole fucking reason we were there in the first place, which was to find out who was the better technical wrestler. And then he wanted to shake Zack Sabre Jr.'s hand afterwards, which was like, what? Why? You're, you're obviously, you've got no fucking class or morals whatsoever. And Zack Sabre <laughs> did the right thing, walking out of there without the handshake. You've got, you got no class or morals. <laughs> because you beat, you, because you, you beat the guy in a wrestling match. Well, you beat, you beat him with the Bisaiko well, knee. With a strike. With yeah, the strike, that, that was, yeah. Like, it was my was, only gripe about that. Yeah, I really love well, the match. Well, well, wait, where does the rule say that he <laughs> that he has to beat him on a submission only? 
or no, sort of a, it wasn't specified in the rules, but it wasn't know, specified in the rules. It was, it was well, then, just what well, they wanted that unspoken. They, wanted that, they should have asked for a submission match. They should have asked for, uh, you know, yeah. some sort of submission match only if that's the case. But this was a regular wrestling match. Daniel Bryan is supposed to be a man with honor. We don't have to say these type of things. You know, it's not like oh, we should explicitly write it in in the in the notes. Oh, don't use a steel chair or a fucking rope to choke somebody. You don't have to like state these type of things. This was known already. They were supposed to just right. have a like a, a grappling match. You know, someone was supposed to catch someone with like a like an arm bar or something, and then that was going right. to be the end. Yeah, but so, uh, this Robert, you're challenge. you're disappointed, right? Well, um, <laughs> only at the ending. Only by the way it ended. Like, up until that point, I was cool with it. This, this was the match I was looking forward to the most. And for the most part, it did, you know, live up to my expectations, except for how it ended. Like, it shouldn't have ended with a strike. Uh, after all, all those 10,000 submission attempts that they both did, it should have ended with a submission. A submission. Well, this is probably this is an angle though, because yeah. this they started this angle with a match. It's going to lead to another match. Okay, because... well, that and I'll be looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, hopefully that one doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like the uh, one thing they told us was like these are the two best mm, uh, grapplers or whatever. Technical, wrestler, to, technical tech, wrestlers. Yeah. Same thing. That means grappling. Well, and, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm just saying, yeah, what they, what they said. Go ahead. And, th and then they totally disregarded that and went away from it. But okay, uh, fine. You know, I, I think since it leads to another angle, since they might fight again at a, another pay-per-view someday, How I think it's okay. How much do you guys really care about this? I'm just trying to understand. And why? What, what, the, I mean, we're not going to see I don't. I'm joking. Here. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> for months, well, for months, I, I, we're I, not going to see him. Oh, I wasn't joking. I because um I I really do like um. <laughs> why are you laughing? You like you like <laughs> New Japan. Zack Saber Jr. is a big guy in New Japan. He's 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 a big name. He's respected. Okay. So okay. but yeah, I think this could end up being at Forbidden Door for next year. That's my guess. Oh, the, yo, the no, rematch. That's, that's oh my point. god. That okay. that could lead to a Forbidden Door match. Okay. Well then, we'll see. But, yeah. No, but I I was looking Here. forward to this because you know I I, uh, I well I'm a fan of Brian Danielson's style um, regardless you know the style that he uses now but I I remember when he first debuted in WWE he was he was uh, more of a like uh, what Zack Saber Jr. is right now that that was the style that he used so I, um, it was interesting to to me to for to to see him fight someone that used his original style and like who would come out on top. So I, that's that's what um, drew me for to this match. So that's why I was and, excited about it. And if you want my honest opinion, Vlad, I wasn't into this, but I think I'm more into it now. Like I like that there was an angle at the end that because if they just had a straight wrestling match where somebody submitted the other guy and then they shook hands, I think that would have sucked. But I think I like this better because now they have some type of thing that they could put into a video package for next year's Forbidden Door to make it like a little bit of okay, a little great. bit of a <laughs> give it a little bit of a story. Next year next year's <laughs> Forbidden Door. Great. So we're booking they, they can't even book two days ahead, let alone so I don't even know if they have a plan for this at all. It was just a waste of goddamn time. This instead of instead of burying uh Starks, they should have focused on that and not 
brought in Zack Sabre Jr. for this. Well, I, I would, I would agree with that. Waste of, waste of goddamn time is what it was. That's what I think of it. And uh, that's that's it. You know, instead of Sharks having to face that William, William what the hell is his name? Useless. Yeah. Wheeler useless. Well, William name. useless. And, yes. And and, and, that, and yeah, William, William useless. Yes, that's his new name. <laughs> and uh, instead of having him have to fight him, he had, you know, he could have had another thing with a prominent angle with Brian. If he actually won that thing instead of having, you know, this whatever this goddamn, you know, monstrosity was that they wasted our time with. I do agree with that. I would have rather Ricky Starks got the win over Danielson instead, but that's neither here nor there. That's over now. But the last thing I'll mention from Wrestle Dream, I think, is this tag team title match, just because it was like a marquee matchup, but it ended with this top rope, looked like a top rope big rig kind of, which I thought was taken pretty well, looked pretty good. That looked difficult, but it looked like they did it pretty easily. So... But I don't know if you guys had anything to say about this match. I'm sure it was a good match. I just didn't really watch it, it detail for detail. So that's all I got for Forbidden for sorry Forbidden Door. <laughs> Wrestle Dream, Wrestle Dream, which I thought was I thought was a good pay per view. I thought it was hot because of the whole Edge thing. So uh, the ending made it. the The last few minutes of the show of Wrestle Dream to me was like. It it was classic wrestling. You know, I know that we've had a lot of entrances. So entrances and premieres in AEW. I thought this was one of the better ones. Uh, Edge's debut, which we discussed earlier in the show. But so overall, for that, I give Wrestle Dream a pass. That it was it was worth it. It was worth having because for a while I was like, why are we having this extra pay per view? It's it's a waste of time. I don't got that much time. But in the end, I enjoyed it. I don't know. Any thoughts on Wrestle Dream before I move on? Liked it. I liked it a lot. I'll, I'll let Robert go. <laughs> I mean that's that's um that's pretty much it. That was pretty much it. I mean the the Danielson uh Zack Saber Jr. match was the one I was looking forward to the most. And then after yeah, that was oh the Chris, Christian Cage, Darby <laughs> Allen. Hey man, hey look in in the in the press conference um a- after Wrestle Dream, MJF said, you know, we have many different flavors of ice cream here and you know, a lot of people have different tastes. So I'm I'm into that. So. Yeah. No, I, I I don't I don't five star max. I, can't, I don't baby. deny that. I don't I don't deny that. But there has to be some rhyme or reason, and I don't really believe in this whole buffet like buffet of wrestling. Like, oh, you get a little bit of this, you get a little bit of that, you get a little bit of this. It has to be logical and it has to make sense throughout the show. If you just have a whole bunch of nonsense and just say, oh well, we have a whole bunch of flavors, um, doesn't really work. That's, my opinion, but I understand what he's saying, and I know, and I think he's really playing up that role as like being the, the spokesman for the company and you know defending the company. Now that he's world champion, he's taking that seriously. So uh, whether he believes what he's saying or not, I'm not I'm not 100, percent you know, because he's always really playing to his character. But anyways, uh, as far as Wrestle Dream, I mean, I don't know, man. There's only a few things there that were really worth watching. It's it was a five hour show. They had a, a pre show that was another hour and a half. He had a whole bunch of ridiculous matches that no one cared about. There were some good things there from what I gathered, but for the most part, it's not worth watching nearly over five hours of wrestling. It's it's crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, so 
Other than that, I guess we have a little bit of dynamite to discuss because we discussed some of it already with the MJF and Edge stuff. But uh, what else was was there? There was a little segment I think with um, this is this is the Don Callis crew feud versus Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, and at the end of whatever they had going on here, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs joined. Looks like he joined the Don Callis family, I guess. Right. Which is an interesting development. Because he, um, we've been kind of criticizing how he's been floundering with the QTV or whatever he's doing. And then he went back to being the Book of Hobbs or whatever for a few segments the past few weeks. And then now he's full on joining Don Callis, it seems, because he's they, taking. They need, to find, uh, they need to find better duct tape, though. Yes, the duct tape. <laughs> The duct tape segment. Oh, that was that was another thing I was going to mention. Yeah, because everybody came out to uh, beat up Omega, and he took a chair shot to the head from Don Callis. Yeah, good thing you mentioned that, Robert, or else I would have forgot it. But that was a significant event here in wrestling that they, they even dented the. And then uh, Excalibur was like horrified. He was like, "Oh my god, from a from an era of wrestling, a barbaric era of wrestling." <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so first chair shot to the head that I've seen and I think Cody Rhodes might have took one a while back on AEW, if I'm not mistaken. But it, yeah, it that's might when be, it was bleeding, I remember that. His head was it bleeding. Might, yeah, it might be the second chair shot in AEW history. But other than this, you see, we did the whole show today. I skipped over the whole Don Callis family stuff with Jericho and Omega from Wrestle Dream and I didn't even mention it as part of stuff that i wanted to talk about on the show today i kind of overlooked it but uh i do mention this one from dynamite because it had the whole powerhouse hobbs thing and uh the last segment that i think i'll talk about from dynamite is the samoa joe segment where he's very satisfied at the moment he's got a cigar <laughs> looks like vlad cigar nice suit nice place to live <laughs> <laughs> nice drink in his hand. Uh, I don't smoke cigars or drink uh, whatever uh, you... brandy or whiskey or whatever the hell he's drinking. So he's satisfied for the moment, but he's saying he might not be, or he's gearing up to. And when do I wear suits like that? I don't. I don't wear suits like that. <laughs> but this oh, was man. this was significant though. This scene because he uh, did mention that you know Max did earn his respect, but that he is. Yeah. It's got eyes on that title still, which is what you you were mentioning earlier about this whole uh, MJF thing oh, yeah. with Jay White that you wanted you would have rather he continued on with Samoa Joe, but maybe that's not exactly right. over. So that's that's you know, a sign maybe. in the right direction. I think that's a good sign. That means it's not over. Yeah, exactly. There you go, and that's uh, that's all I got. I don't know if you guys remember anything from the shows that the. Uh, I think I got everything. I mean, I skipped everything that was skippable. You know how we usually do dynamite and we we discuss everything, but most of them we just talk about how mm -hmm. oh, this sucks. Or I didn't mention any of those. I don't know. There was probably international title matches and such and things like this and three ways and four oh, ways God. or whatever the heck. You know, I I kind of just didn't. Good uh, I skipped all these from Raw and SmackDown. I I went to the meat of the matter. We discussed all the main main angles, the important angles, the edge stuff, yeah. the MJF stuff, the Tony yeah. Storm stuff. So unless you guys think that you that I forgot something. Um, no, I, I already gave my shout-out to Nick Wayne's mom, so uh, I think I have nothing else to add. All right. 
You don't have a, a rap prepared for Nick Wayne's mom or anything? <laughs> I, I sang for her. I need a rap yeah. too. Yeah, he already, sang the, he already sang the song. What else does he need? Well, you know, you really want to give it a good try, but all right, it's all right. okay. Maybe, maybe he'll come maybe up next maybe, time. Yeah, he has, he has nothing prepared, but he'll come back. He'll come back for that. Uh, no, I mean, I'll just say real quick about Samoa Joe. I mean, obviously, I think he's a great talent. He's always been one of my... Uh, a favorite of mine going back to his teenage days when I started watching him. Um, he's just a really real looking professional wrestler, real looking badass type of guy. I thought the feud with him and MGF was great. I think they could have kept it going longer. I don't see any reason to wrap it up as fast as they did. They could have pushed for it more and it would have been fine and believable given how the match was kind of had a screwy ending, right? With uh, MGF kind of choking him out with like the tape. Um, so anyways, yeah, I, I would have preferred that, but I know you guys are big on Jay White. I'm yeah, I'm really liking sure. the Jay White stuff. I, I, I don't completely, I mean, personally, I think the star of that, that duo or that team is actually Juice, but he's just more of a captivating character than he, but he's Jay like the White. Scott Hall of the team. Like he's not going to be the leader or the champion, but he's just the best character guy there. You know, he's the most charismatic, but he, he can't be the leader of bullet club. You know, he's perfect. Why do you say he has to be the, the leader? Well, okay. I mean, if that's the case you want to make, that's fine. That he's like the Scott Hall character where he, he gets all the, like the, like the good moments. And he still, you know, has the good matches, but, and you know, he has some prominent stuff that he does, but he's not, going to be in the world title picture is that what you're kind of saying yeah i don't think so i don't think i see him fitting in that in that scene where he's gonna fight for the world i mean i could see him having a world title match maybe getting close but losing you know what i mean i think he does enough for the team he you're right he makes that team that team is funny and cool because of him he he, gives them definitely he's definitely not a talentless taint <laughs> yeah, definitely not. It's a rock hard. Are you kidding me? It's rock, rock hard. hard. It's rock He's hard. Rock hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but uh, you know, I mean, we could agree to <laughs> we could agree to disagree oh, on who we'd rather MGF face, but we could all agree that uh, he's uh, Juice Robinson is not a talentless taint. That part we could all agree on. Yeah, that was one of MJF's misses. I think that was a, a missed. Yeah insult but all right well uh good show saturday show i think we were more awake more more lively since we're doing it not on not on a day where we went to work and then we're dead afterwards but um right all right i think we're good for the week though we covered everything until next week we'll see what happens uh thanks for coming on guys dodgers oh you guys want to take a sports break and make some predictions for your our Dodgers, this because we're Dod- we're all gonna be Dodgers meeting up win. later. <laughs> they win today or they win the World Series? Oh, uh, I I haven't really I, followed baseball that that much to know like how what uh, what other teams are like big threats to them. So I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> well, Vlad, you want to yeah. predict a Dodgers World Series or what? Just do it. We need some ratings. <laughs> No, I can't go that far. I think they'll beat the Diamondbacks. I think they'll win this series. Uh, it'll be pretty disappointing if they don't win this series to me. Like, it'll be a disappointing season. But I don't think they would beat the Braves. They have a. They might be able to beat the Phillies, possibly, but they, the Braves would be a tough matchup for them to win. 
Um, I mean, but baseball is so unpredictable. Who really knows? But I have a. They could get to the series, but I I think the farthest they probably will go is probably the NLCS. Yeah, NLCS would be satisfying to me. If you get to the NLCS to the semifinals of baseball, you're basically on the on the doorstep of the finals. You're, that's pretty much a success to me. Like that's enough because we get to go to those games. We get to have hope that they go to the World Series, and I'll be satisfied with that. I'm always satisfied with a Final Four ending. Even if you're a World Series favorite, you can't really ask for more than a Final Four ending. Like, come on. You were basically there. You tried yeah. really hard. Well, yeah. But I think the only thing that would disappoint me a little bit is if they can't beat the Diamondbacks. I think they should. I mean, I know anything, playoff baseball and, you know, anything Short series, in a, three out of short five. Short series, three out of five, exactly. So a lot of things can happen, but, you know, they need to, you know, figure out how to get this done and at least beat the Diamondbacks, you know, somehow figure, get it done, you know, at least to, to beat the Diamondbacks. I mean, a lot of people are actually predicting that, that there'll be an upset here. You know, some people are saying that the Dodgers are because of their lack of pitching right now, the, the weakest pitching staff they've had in, in the whole time that they've been at least winning all these, you know, NL West titles and getting to the playoffs. This is maybe one of the weaker pitching steps they've ever had because they have to rely on so much young, unproven talent, you know, outside of Persia. So, yeah, anyways, I guess we'll see what happens. That's All right, well, uh, hold on. So, one last thing since you brought up sports. Um, I, I'm wondering like, what you guys think of this. Do you think uh, Damian Lillard's trade to the Milwaukee Bucks make them the uh, NBA title favorites? Oh, yeah, they're definitely the favorites. If they lose now, I right. think it would be disappointing. The, the As long as they are remaining healthy obviously is the the prerequisite they they seem like two guys who don't really get injured much but uh that looks yeah that looks like gangbusters man that team looks like gangbusters i i i wouldn't put money on it just because i don't put money on sports and anything can happen but uh i mean i guess we'll find out pretty early on if they have good chemistry together you, you know i'm not i think Jimmy lillard is a great talent as far as offensive talent, but I, I'm not sold that just because they have him now that they're all of a sudden going to just run through the NBA and win, win the championship. Uh, I think that they're, they're, they're up there. They're, you know, because they, I think they're up there always because they have Giannis anyways, who's the best yeah. player in the world as far as I'm concerned. But uh, I, I don't think just because they added Lillard automatically, that means that they're situated to win the NBA championship. Like, you know, put, you know, they're, it's them and a couple other teams like the, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Suns, maybe the Lakers uh, that have a chance to possibly do something. I guess like some, some will say the Clippers, but the Clippers, you know, you just don't know because their two best players are always injured. Um, so, yeah. But that, that's a dynamic – that's a fucking lethal offensive combo. Like if they learn how to play together and play off each other – Right. And if, you know, if like if because Giannis is going to get a lot of attention and if he could transfer any of that and get the ball to Lillard and, you know, quick in a timely manner, he should be able to nail some jumpers because he's a freaking superstar. He makes yeah. jumpers right. on his own off the dribble. So if he has someone there to, to actually like help him, they should be able to be offensively an elite team. But you're right. Yeah, defensively, I, oh, they will be. They will be. They will be an elite team. It's just a question of. I'm not to mean that they're the favorites to win the title. I'm not 100% on that. 
on that. You know, I'm not sure if that I would just like say like, oh, forget it, forget it. It's the Bucks to win, and forget it. You know, I'm not. You know, Vlad, Vlad's not heading to the bank with uh, all of his money to to withdraw all his money to give it to. Uh, Bet365.com. I'm not willing to bet money either, but I think on paper, the Bucks are the favorites. But we'll see. Yeah, well, this ain't Paper yeah, Mario, bro. They got to play the game for real on, on the streets. Right. On the streets. That's right. And we have to see how they mesh together, how they play together. I mean, Lillard <clears throat> is used to being the guy on his team for his whole career, and how is he going to mesh with like a Bucks team that is kind of more of a defensive-minded team and him being kind of a, a secondary to Giannis. I mean, this is all new for him. So it will be interesting how it develops. But yes, of course, they're going to be one of the favorites. That goes without saying. All right, guys. Well, listen, the Dodger game starts like in like four hours or so or something. So Something like that. I'm going to see how much editing I could do and try to put our show out before then or see if you guys want to meet up to watch the game. I'll, I'll keep in contact. Otherwise, if I don't see you, have a good time. Robert, I might hit the bar, but we'll see. I'm not sure okay. yet. Hopefully, I'll see you. You going yeah. there for the game? Uh, I, th I think so. I'm I'm planning to. <laughs> nice. All right, then. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for coming on. Till the next show, you've been listening to the Malapert Smart Podcast. Follow us on whatever the fuck, Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, whatever the <laughs> shit you use, you know. I think we have them all. Malapert underscore smart. That goes for you too, Vlad. Nice. Shit, I don't see you on oh, there. Me too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not on. I'm not on. Follow TikTok, us for exclusive course. videos, motherfucker. All right, we'll see you guys later. Have a good night. Have a good week. Good night. Bye. Yeah, later, guys.